Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Jay here Stratford Paddock, and this is a look at United's lightly transfers. We know we've been linked with some kid called Jason Sanchez. We know we've been linked with Kieran Trippier, with Declan Rice, with Harry Kane, with all the usual suspects. But are those the signings that Manchester United are going to make? Or do we need to start looking at alternatives? Will the club start looking at alternatives? And can we expect the sort of plan Bs to start arriving at Old Trafford this summer? Joining me for the first time, I think, on a podcast is Mr. Jordan Simpson. How are we doing, George? I'm good, mate. How are you? I'm all right, mate. The housewife's favourite. Um, <laughs> also, as well, is Alex Johnson. I don't say the housewife's favourite, the fans' favourite, shall we say. Yeah, good. How Finally you... finished your quarantine from Gidan. Finally, God, it was not worth it. But we move on. <laughs> At least you did it. Got it on my social media. You're one of the few people that actually did uh, bother with that. Um, not name any names because I'm not a grass. Snitches get stitches. Um, right, we'll start with the obvious one. Jaden Sancho. I'll start with you, George. He's the one that everyone expects that at the time of recording is, you know, almost there, but we've been almost there for at least a year. If we don't get him, there are other players that we may look at. I mean, it's, it's almost sickening to feel like to think about the, the prospects of not getting Jadon Sancho but we need to sort of remember that this is Manchester United under the Glazers you know this is the, 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 the sort of these are the, the owners that gave us Odeon Agallo instead of Erling Haaland no disrespect to him but come on so if we don't get Jadon Sancho there could be an alternative one alternative that's been sort of suggested is Ishmael Assar from Watford a player that you love very much well, you've thrown me in there, haven't you? <laughs> I mean, I was expecting to start with Rafina, but all right, we'll go with no, Ishmael okay, Assar. Okay. No, go on then. Rafina. <laughs> I, it's me that loves Ishmael Assar. You like Rafina from Leeds. Tell us why you like Rafina. I, I just think he's explosive. He's, a, he's got that Brazilian flair that I think Manchester United could do on the right-hand side, despite the fact that when we've had Brazilians in the past, they've not really lived up to expectations, if you think the likes of Anderson, despite all of his go Premier League Anderson. titles. And Anderson, he's Clemson. Champions League winner in his debut <laughs> right. season, yeah. man. He's got a penalty in the final. What's up You're with right. more leagues than Gerrard still. Yeah. Well, yeah, despite all of his, his, uh, his UCL Aye. medals and that, he was, he was all right. He did okay, you know. Raphael well. De Silva. 
Right, okay, I'll give you that. The twins, one guy, the twins, yeah. gotta love the that. twins on the wing. Rafael da Silva was class. Fabio, right. little bit under, right. underwhelming. All right, he was like the Phil Neville in MC1. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I'm on about, come on. Yeah, don't, come give on. Me, don't give me that look. You know what I'm talking come about. Come on, we all know what he's yeah. on about. But Rafinha, yeah, I think, despite the fact he's from Leeds, he's been mint for him since they came up. He runs all day for you. He's got that bit of flair and he can pop up with a goal or two. Now, like you said before, it's a bit sickening if we don't, get someone like Jaden Sancho because he's been linked with us for two and a half years or however long it's been he's been there for. But if we don't, which we can't really also be surprised at, like you said before, under the Glazer ownership, the amount of times he'd been let down, even the fans for him, all the statements that came out of him, they were just chatting a, chatting a lot out of their bottoms, if I do say so myself. But <laughs> forget, forgetting about that, Rafina would be a good alternative if we couldn't get it over the line for Jason Sanchez. Um... Alex, what do you reckon? You're a Rafina fan? I am, yeah. I am a fan of him, but it's, it's one of the, I know it's just, he is a good player, but it's it's going to be a negative signing because if we don't get Sancho, then it's it's not who we wanted, is it really? Um, I mean, he, yeah, as George was saying, he does, he is, he does look a top player for Leeds. He's played, he has played well, he's got the, he has got the flair, uh, he's quick, and uh, he's got, he's very skillful, but yeah. He's he's young as well, actually, isn't he? He's not. He's only like he's like twenty twenty three, is he? I think, like yeah, that. I think he's twenty four. Is he, Rafina? We'll get so, we'll double yeah, check I that. Mean, but I think he is. He's only a, he's only. Yeah, a so he, he looks he looks good. I, mean, I can't see Leeds wanting to sell him though. He's only in his game like last year, wasn't he? He only signed him last year from I think uh, Rens, Ren Ren, wasn't it? Yeah, in France. Um, yeah, he, he looks good, but I mean, I mean, if it's not if it's not Sancho, then we're, we're laughing. We already are a laughing stock. How long it's took us to. <laughs> Agree this deal if it is happening. If it isn't, what 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 are we doing? Are we just sat there like the deal? Apparently, we've got the price tag. Apparently, we've agreed personal terms last summer, so that's all in the in in the right move. So, what what are we waiting for? <laughs> what daft, are we doing? It? It's so daft. And if he turns up at the Euros, which he will, he, uh, he should turn up at the Euros, and then that's another what? His price tag's going to go and add another what twenty million, and they're going, oh yeah, oh, and then we're just going to get taken the piss out of, aren't we? You know what Dortmund do. You know, they sign these players for cheap, they sell them on for absolutely heaps. But I think even if we don't get a Jane Sancho or we get a Rafina or we end up with an Ishmael Asai, which we'll get onto later because we know Jay loves Ishmael Asai. It's not I me, listen, it's Jay. Right. right. All I'm saying is, and it's not just because he got a couple of goals against the Scousers. All right, it might just be about that. But no, <laughs> it's not just because of that. I mean, he's been, he obviously, what forgot, relegated. He's tore it up in the championship. I think, is it 13 goals and 10 assists, I think, or something like that? Uh, 39 games, so he plays practically every game. He had a good season when they got relegated. He was one of their better players. He's done well in the championship, still relatively young. When we played Watford, he didn't set the world alight against us in the cup, but he was their most sort of their most dangerous player. And I just think that he's a player that you could get relatively cheap in the modern era if we don't get Jadon Sancho. I want us to get Jadon Sancho, by the way. I'm not saying I don't. Then for me, Ismail Assar would be an option. Um, Another option that's been sort of spoken about, and we, we've spoken about it on this channel, uh, is Leon Bailey, obviously doing well over in the Bundesliga. Is he someone that gets you excited, or do you feel like it's either Sancho or for you, Rafina? See, I've not seen a lot of Leon Bailey. Yep. I can't lie that and say that I watch him every single game in Germany, but he's not hes not that type of guy who gets me excited. If we get linked to him, maybe a few years ago, we'd, we'd, I might have sat there and gone, actually, this kid's got quite a bit of promise. And I know he's still only young, but I don't think he's the one to get 
the Old Trafford faithful off their feet. I don't think he's the one who's going to excite the fans if he comes in. Uh, maybe a, a Rafina or a Sancho would do, but my, my outlook on it is that if we actually get a right winger this year, think about what it'll do for us. We've not had a natural right winger for, since Antonio Valencia dropped, dropped a position back to right back. I mean, poor Juan Mata's been playing out on the, on the right-hand side for a couple of seasons. He hadn't got the legs. He never had the legs six years ago. Never mind when he's 32, 33 in talks for a new contract. Now, Juan Mata's had his, he's had his head on the right-hand side. Though. Oh, you've got to love can't, him. Absolutely no, no slate in a one. Servant. No, I can slate him on the right-hand side because he can't <laughs> yeah. run, but his creativity made up, made up for that, didn't it? But if we don't get a right-winger in this summer, period... What the flip are they doing? Honestly, it was um, really hard not to say something else. Then you I'd know. just like to apologise for that language to our viewers. I will not have that type of filth on this channel. <laughs> Should be fucking ashamed of yourself, um, <laughs> right? <laughs> Alex, right? We've established that he wants Rafina, I want Sar, you want Sancho, yeah. <laughs> basically. <laughs> <laughs> You've gone with the controversial option of actually getting a deal done that we uh, that we should be. Um, another area we need to improve on is in midfield. Definitely, um, without a doubt. Jordan's naming a few Brazilians that haven't quite worked out for us, and you could probably throw Fred into that mix. I know there's some that still have faith in him, but he's waning a little bit, I think, from some of the faithful. Um, who do you think? Who do you think could come in there? Because. The main one, the sort of the, the marquee one or the one that everyone wants and expects is, is Declan Rice. Alternatives, who do you see as sort of the next sort of rung down who we can get? Uh, well, we're going to have to break up the Fred McSauce love story, aren't we? And bring, for me, I, Declan Rice, obviously number one. I like uh, the lad from Brighton, Basuma. Um, yeah, he's Basuma. He, yeah. he looks quality. I mean, again, you say that modern era, it's. Just, Semi cheap. I think we can get him for about forty million. I mean, he's twenty-four. He looks great for Brighton. He's what? He's, so he was top of the list for aerial, duel, aerial and ground duels. Uh, he can thread that pass in, and that—that's what we need. Because look at Fred and McTominay; they're just far, far too defensive. And if you've got someone like him, and it obviously frees up Bruno, frees up Pogba, whoever's going to be playing in that advanced ten role. Uh, and feed the ball through, so Bruno's not having to do all of it. Bruno can be more attacking, not having to come back and die and win the ball and then play it forward. Um, I'd have, yeah, he, look, he, look, he looks quality. He looks quality for Brighton this year. Um, what's your thoughts, Jordan? On him? I think Basuma's like. all right. You know, he's he's, had, he's got the experience in Premier League. We know he can do it for Brighton, but the step up is going to be the real question. Yeah. If the he thing, can't do it for well, he's Brighton, done it in the Prem. At least yeah. we know he's done it. He's yeah, done it in the. I'd rather, for me, I'd rather go for someone like a Saul from Atletico because he can uh, do it in either position. And I know Steve, he might... Steve will be loving this. He might he not. He might now. not. Oh, see, I, I'm here to please, aren't I, Steve? But I can't guarantee that Saul will come in and beat and he'll hit the ground running. He'll, he'll get everyone off their feet playing from the six role. But he can play in six. He can play in eight. He, there's been times where he's looked really, really good for Atletico off the back of a title-winning team. But that's that's the real question. Would Saul, with Bayern Munich interested as well, according oh, to yeah, they're the front a couple of reports, they? but uh, why would he then leave Atletico Madrid, a title-winning team, to then come to Manchester United and then even have to face getting into the first team against the likes of Fred and McTominay? People like, he's not going to want to... Van der Beek. Van der Beek, if, he oh, can, if he's going to play him in the Donner. six. I mean, I feel so sorry for Donny. I mean, I bet you do as well. I mean, where do you think he plays? Let us know in the comments where you think Donny van der Beek plays best because he's played on the left. He's played as a six. He's played as an eight. No he's one good knows good warming that seat on the bench. 
He sat there warming it, honestly. But going back to Saul, I think he's not going to really want to come to United and then have to fight for a place. He's going to want to come in and nail it down from the second. He's not going to dislodge Bruno. He's not going to play on the right. So it's whether he can sort of form a partnership in midfield. But like I say, between United and Bayern Munich, I don't know where he chooses to go. Can either of those two you've mentioned, Salniguez or Basuma, can they do that six on their own? I think they can. Because that, for me, would be ideal. Yeah, that, that's, that's, what, that's what we who need. Who can sit in front of that defence and doesn't need a partner alongside him. Or you can maybe have Pogba alongside him, but Pogba's not doing any of the dirty work. He's literally just playing from deep. That's what I want. Yeah. That's what, that's Rather what, than that's having to muck we should him be with doing. We shouldn't, we shouldn't be the team that needs to have two holding midfielders when we're at home at Old Trafford. Like, what? Yeah, well, I agree. That's not why we play. Two holding midfielders. It's like we need one in there, and they shouldn't really have to do much anyway. And then literally attack. That's what we should be doing. Flooding forward, playing the passes as we always have, as we've all seen. And we're there with McFred, in, and it's just like it's boring. It's and Ollie's, Ollie's obviously, I don't know what. No, do you know what? Obs- I wish it was boring. It's not boring, Alex. It's not boring <laughs> when I'm screaming at my telly because we're not in the ground at the minute. As Fred, and, and I do like Fred, but come on, you know, he gives the ball away so many times in the edge of his box that it's obvious he's not a holding midfielder. And, it, you know, the more you play him there, the more that becomes apparent. And I just feel like he's an eight being forced to play as a six. Yeah. And even as an eight, he's got his flaws. Um, I know he brings a lot of energy to the team and I understand why all he goes with him. But for me, he feels like it feels like an Andreas Pereira situation where, again, going back to the Brazilian connection, where you have a player that it's almost like all he knows he's not good enough, but he's the best he's got. Andreas Pereira, I think, played like 30 games yeah. in his last season at United um, or the last time he was playing at United. And... Fred's played like 40-odd games this season and it's like we're playing players that aren't at the level we need them to be and we're not just playing them now and again, we're playing them every week and I feel like that's that's the case with Fred. Um, Fred is our modern-day Jason Park. He's versatile. Oh. You know, you've just absolutely <laughs> upset. Oh, that is the massive job. chunk of the Manchester does. United and South Korea fan base there. Controversial <laughs> um, things on the transfer podcast, I might say. <laughs> is our Jason Park in the it sense is. that they both play it's football? Versat- That's <laughs> about where the connection... G, G um, if you are watching, he didn't yeah. mean that, right? Yours, we love you. We does, love you. He does, that, he does that job that Ollie, obviously, we, that we don't see, but Ollie sees it. He picks him in training and he, he comes in, he fills in at left back. He, he's... He, uh, <laughs> He's at, he just does, does your job. No no problem. Yeah, I'll turn up. Yeah, thank you very much. I'll do that. No no questions I, I asked. Where I, don't, you got I don't know if he's, he's quite a, a G-sum part. I, I feel wish, like I there's, a, there's, there's a big Alex Johnson hole that's just been dug under the <laughs> yeah, table here. And Alex he's just Johnson, going eh? and going and going. Alex Johnson has basically <laughs> said G-sum part wasn't very good. <laughs> uh, uh, which is, is no quite a controversial opinion considering he's probably one of the most liked players ever. <laughs> 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 But listen, it's your opinion. If you hate G some part, I'm not gonna. Uh, oh, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get involved. No, you know? no, 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 no. Me neither. I know you don't know. Before no. people start hammering you in the comments, <laughs> um, one alternative to both your suggestions that is almost right up the Blazers' street because it saves them money. Um, it's not really up my street though. Is Addy Winks who suddenly come come from nowhere to be linked with us? Twenty five million quid. Twenty five years old. Played 15 Premier League games last season. Probably for a reason, not because of injury. I think. I think that's because of form and. Jose not preferring him. I mean, I can tell from your face already, Jordan, you're looking like you're ready to leave the room. Um, not a fan? No. I don't need to say anything else. <laughs> right, you said it all. No. Um, Alex and Jordan, not, yeah, uh, pretty not. unanimous there. And I, I, you know, There's only one Harry we're getting from Tottenham. <laughs> we and that's Harry Winks, if we're going to get yeah. anything from Tottenham. <laughs> Let's have it right. I don't know if you've, met, don't know if you've heard about our owners. 
like, um, one player we've not spoken about, it's not a signing, but if we are going to mention midfielders of the calibre of Harry Winks, then we've got a better one on our books for me, is James Garner. Exactly. Had a fantastic end to the season at Nottingham Forest, was con co compared by some of the Forest faithful to uh, Sergio Busquets. I don't know how accurate that one is. But, I mean, is there any point in buying a Harry Winks if you've got, start with you, John, if you've got James Garner, or do you think Harry Winks is a step up? No. He's not a step ah, up. Thank you. But I agree in the sense that James Garner deserves a chance yep. because we've used we've used the Fred, we've used McTominay in midfield pretty much all season. James Garner looks like he could be that natural heir if you just you don't rush him in, sort yep. of like what Man City did with Phil Folden. Don't rush him in straight away. Yep. Let him have a few games, get used to the physicality of the Premier League because he's only played in the under 23s and had that I think it was a season, half a season at Watford last year before they went up and then half a season at Forest. Let him just ease him in, and then we can we can see what he can do because he's a very creative player, considering he can play six as well. But yeah, the only yeah. thing I think he lacks is that sort of aggression that we really that we're looking for in the transfer window right now. We want that sort of destroyer in midfield. I don't think he's that, but in terms of a creative mould from the six, apart from the likes of Paul Pogba, because he can do that position, James Garner could be. Well, he's 100% a better option than Harry Winks in that Definitely. position. There's no point in going and spending 25 million of a, of our transfer budget, which is which could or could not be limited. I don't know. We don't, it depends how much the Glazers want to spend, and if you want to believe that fans for him, then that's up to you. But I don't think they're gonna they're gonna go all out. It's very vague as well. Like we're going to invest in the squad. What does that mean? Do you not, know what I mean? Like no. like that, buying a player is investing in the squad, even though it's not their money. Do you know what I mean? It's it's not so like vague. we're going to spend 200 million quid on transfers this summer. There's nothing like that, which I didn't expect them to say that. But it, it it's almost meaningless, isn't it? Like saying I'm gonna we're gonna sort of put yeah. money into the not to take the it off topic here, but they, they they said something like, "Oh, we have been devoted to spending 100 million pounds over 10 years over on the." Re reconstruction of Old Trafford. What, you think that's some sort of achievement? A 10 million a season? Looking after the... What, well done. You've took some rust off a pipe. <laughs> Go on here. I'll give you a bleeding applause for it. What Mate, a load the, of the, the, the door that, that was broken down when uh, people got onto the pitch, it still needs fixing. It's got still got balsa wood, not balsa wood. It's still got um, a wooden board up there, on it? The, the swimming pool apparently took weeks to fix at the training ground. And the, play, and yeah, the players, players weren't happy with that. Not happy about the pool, well, I'm not they? surprised you don't want to be getting the bus <laughs> to the baths so when you want to go and have a swim, do you, when you're playing for Manchester United? Oh, like, like it's a school trip. Come on, we'll go to Erlen Baths this week, kids. Oh, hang on, I thought I was playing for Manchester United Football Club. I seem to be, you know, year 11 at Bloody Ermston Grammar School. Um, right, we'll move on from the Glazers because we'll end up in turning this podcast into something else. And don't worry, we will be getting to them in other videos. Yeah, with, with Harry Winks. Yes. It's it's a, a team that, so he's played 15 games in the Prem this season, yeah? He, so it's, he's not even playing for Spurs who finished lower than us. And he's not getting in their team. So we're buying them off a rival. Obviously, the rival don't want, saying him is not good enough. If they're happy to get rid of him. So why should... We're, Man like, we're Manchester United. Why are we buying someone off Tottenham who they don't want? It's just like... It's, it's, it's a bold think, strategy. I don't think we... Right, Buy players right. that aren't as good play. as the ones you've already got and that don't get into teams that are worse so than Donny you. So Donny can have a mate on the bench. Hey. Do you know what I mean? So Manchester yeah. United transfer masterclass. <laughs> I don't think Harry Winks is going to happen and if it does, no. I think we'll, you can tell from my reaction we'll all be buzzing about that one. Um, <laughs> Striker-wise, you mentioned Harry Kane. We're not going to get him. I'm no. going to stick my nose out there. Not stick my neck out there. I don't think Harry Kane's coming to Old Trafford other than playing against us anytime soon. Um, if we don't get him, though, who are we going to get? Are we going to get anyone? For starters, you can say no one. You don't I've, have to say someone, although that I've, does defeat the objects of this video. 
I personally don't think we're going to invest in a striker. Right. Um, for, personally, for me, I just let put Mason Greenwood up there. Mason Greenwood, everyone has said it. Why are we putting him out wide? He's got the best finishing in the club. And we're putting him up. Yes, we know he's both footed and he's, he's, he has done well off the wing. But bring in Jaden Sancho, bring in a right winger and put, put him up top, see how he does. I, for me, he's, got, he's scoring 20 goals a season up there. The only difficulty I have with that now is because I think there's three things. First of all, it's totally dependent if we sign a right winger, a proper right winger who yeah. plays nowhere else other than right wing because he's actually performed better off the right than he has as a number nine this year. Yeah. If you, have to, you have to take that into consideration, first of all. Second of all, it's whether he can dislodge Cavani. Because in the big games, where's, where's he going to want to play? Who's he going to play in the massive games? He's going to play Mason Greenwood on the right-hand side where he's been better than he has been as a number nine yeah. and then play Cavani or does he want to swap it and then leave Cavani out? Which I don't think he want, will be want to have left out if he's just signed a contract extension. He'll have had guarantees from Oli because he, he's seen how well he's performed even at his age, you know, I forgot what the third thing was, but I've got right. two, so I've right. got two. Yeah, well, got on, those, two. on both those points, I'm going to tell you why you're wrong. Um, <laughs> Um, the right, right. In terms of him playing as a nine, he has only had limited opportunities as a nine for Manchester United. Very limited. So I understand what you're saying, but I think that if you watched him in the academy, I know you you did. He is a nine. He is a striker. He's not a right winger. He's just someone who's being forced to play on right wing because he's got a very good left foot, and also we haven't really got a right winger out there. Secondly, with the Cavani point, it's a great point. Um, Cavani won't want to come and sit on the bench while a 19-year-old takes his place. He ain't going to want to spend what could be one of the last years of his career at the very top doing that. But he is 34. He can't play two games a week. We know, we've seen that already this season. So I do think there's, there's enough room there where you can bring Mason Greenwood in. And Mason Greenwood as well, let's not forget, he probably can't play two games a week. He's only 19. Like, you can't keep throwing him in and throwing him in and throwing him in. He, there was reports that one of the reasons he's looked like injured as well is, I know it's different, but part of it is just exhaustion. Yes, he's got injuries, but I think there was a game, was it the Fulham game, where the reports were, he came off the, the pitch saying, I'm exhausted, like, I'm goosed. And you remember when, I think it was Raheem Sterling a few years ago, said he was tired and the press went mad the press at him. killed him. Yeah, how dare yeah. This, this child yeah. be tired after playing lots of football? It's ridiculous. Burn him, burn him at the stake quickly. But... Young players are going to get knackered and you can't be overly relying on a 34-year-old or a 19-year-old. So I think they might dovetail nicely. Again, though, it's lots of ifs and buts. Um, and you personally prefer Danny Ings anyway, don't you? <laughs> you can drop He's me throwing him on the bus there, me in with Danny Ings. I mean, You've been sat in the office for the last two hours going on about Danny Ings and how you love him now. You, you got him when he went to the Scousers and now that he's, he's available, you want to get him. Yeah, I mean, if we sign Danny Ings, he'd be all right off the bench. In between slagging off Jason Park, you've been praising Danny Ings. <laughs> I have never, never, ever said Danny Ings. Um, yeah, I mean, he's how old is he? He's going to be 29. He's going to be 29, 29 by the time the season starts, yeah, which is what we care about, isn't it? It's just another... I know, don't get me wrong, Cavani has been a... We all, we all probably doubted there'd be a poor signing, paper over the cracks, but he's been a fantastic signing. It's just another signing, though. He's not going to be here for... Much longer, is he? He's coming to the end of his career. It'd be for me, and he's played for the Scousers. And his injury record. Yeah. If we're looking at it as a genuine serious thing, dislodging the fact that he played for the Scousers. And we're never going to get anywhere near City like, with them like that. Not with Danny Ings up top, I don't think. Because he's been okay for Southampton, don't get me wrong. He's, he looks like he's revitalised his career there, but his injury record is not It's not good enough. It's not reliable enough to spend I mean, the amount of money to come in and score the many goals that we want him to. 
he had he had a massive purple patch last season. The season before last, I should say, twenty two Premier League goals. I think it was. Um, he's had I think twelve Premier League goals last season. So he's still scoring goals, just not quite the levels. And Southampton are a very weird team, aren't they? Yeah, they're, they're going like, to win the league at this time. Yeah, yeah, like one minute they're going to win the league, next minute they, they lost six nil. on the trot, and including a nine nil defeat. Um, so it's a bit of a strange one. Danny Wing, Danny Wings, Danny Wings. Danny Wings. <laughs> Danny Wings, yeah. <laughs> he was better than Danny Ings. You just don't know about him yet. He's an up-and-coming youngster. Um, but Danny Ings, it would probably be one of the most underwhelming signings we've made in recent memory. I'm not going to be like... Even Cavani, even though I didn't want him at the time, as my preferred choice. When he came, I thought, all right, one of the most prolific strikers yeah. in the last 10 years. I get it. Even Odi Nogalo sort of won us over, didn't he, with his... Instagrams. That was, that was my next point. Would you put him in the same bracket as a Gallo? Despite the fact that Gallo is a lifelong Man United fan. He looked like a, like a happy child no, in the kit, didn't he? It, it felt it like, it was like it. kicking a puppy, wasn't it? Criticising Odin a Gallo. You just couldn't do it because he's like, look at how he's like chest out in his interviews. Like, you know what I mean? Like really proud to play for Manchester United and all his Instagrams. And you're like, oh, do you know what? I can't slag him off actually. And then he scored some good goals and uh, obviously played well in the derby. But he wasn't the level we needed. Certainly not long term. He's only there for about six months, wasn't he? Yeah. Um, in terms of actually playing. Danny Ings does feel a little bit like that. I know he's younger than Odin Nogalo. I know he's got a better Premier League pedigree. Um, but it wouldn't be the signing that I think he's going to, like you were saying, George, move us any closer to Manchester City. And you made the point as well, um, Alex, that, you know, how, do, we, do you catch your rivals by buying players not as good as they've got? No. Is that how you, you know, yes, we need strength in depth and you could argue, okay, you've now got a third option or fourth option, you're counting Andy Marshall as well, so you can rotate a lot. But you need those options to be top draw. Edinson Cavani's top draw. Mason Green's top draw. Andy Marshall on his day. You know, man of the match against City, the Etihad, for a reason. In a season, are you struggling? Danny Ings, I don't know. No. I just That's a very, very underwhelming one. Uh, finally, we'll move on to, we'll wrap this up. Andre um, Silva, though. You, oh, sorry, go on. Ooh, Talk about Andres, him then. Andre Silva. Your mate. Right, go on. My, my mate, my mate, Andre. Uh, he's, yeah, 28, 28 goals this year in Bundesliga. Record for Frankfurt, 25. Uh, he looks he looks a good proposition for me. He... But he's only 25. He's got plenty, plenty, 10 years ahead of him. We're not going to get anyone like Haaland or Kane. 40 million, I think, is his valuation. I mean, it looks looks a good deal to me. That he, he wants, he wants, to, he wants to move to the Prem. I mean, let, we just got to hope he he can show up in the Prem. But I think that would be a top proposition. Bring someone like him in. I agree. I think with Andre Silva, he's had a cracking season this year. Don't get me wrong, but he didn't do it at Sevilla. I think, under Unai Emery during that point where he, he won three Europa Leagues, right? He didn't do it at Milan, at AC Milan, should I say. So he's come to the Bundesliga. He's, he's, he might have found his level this season. Can he make the step up? And that's that's a massive question if in regards to whether Andre Silva would be a reliable signing as well. Is he, is he going to want to come in and play second fiddle to Edison Cavani after the season he's had? And then after settle for a cup competition sort of rotation if Mason Greenwood then wants to play number nine if we get a right winger in I think the whole conversation about our transfers is going to look at if we get that right winger in because it, it, it determines the, the striker spot it determines Mason Greenwood's uh, close future about where he's going to play but Andre Silva I'd welcome him yeah. but it'd just be depending on whether he wants to come in and play second fiddle for me yeah I mean the, the difference with someone like Andre Silva is like you say you'd expect he'd come in and want to be or expect to be a first-choice player. Danny Ings are probably coming knowing he isn't going to be that guy. Um, 
is he is, is Silva going to come in and, and wait around on the bench? And also, it doesn't dovetail with Mason Greenwood. If in three years' time, Mason Greenwood's at the level we think he'd been in three years' time, he will be United's number nine week in, week out. And where does that leave Andre Silva? Is he, does he move on by then? Or is he, you know, when he's hitting his peak, is he sat on the bench for Manchester United? It, it'd probably be the better signing, yep. but it's one that I don't know if that... Halts Mason's progress. And also, yeah, are the board going to really... or you know, Is, Ollie, is that going to be a priority for Oli? No. I'm not so sure. Um, we'll have to wait and see. We're going to wrap this up now, but we'll, we'll just finish with right-backs because... Kieran Trippier looks, at the time of recording, I'll say this because things change so quickly, um, it looks like he's, I mean, last we heard he was redecorating houses in Northwest or summer. He was practically moved his family here. But if we don't get Kieran Trippier, if he does decide he doesn't want to come off, whatever reason that falls through, is there another right-back alternative? Because we seem to be thinking that we do need to give Oli another option other than Aaron Wambasaka. Well... Max Aarons is a name that's, that's thrown in a lot, isn't it, from Norwich? Exciting young fullback. He's got bags of potential. The only problem I have with him is, which is going to sound backhanded with you, I'm going to mention after, but he's not got that guaranteed attacking prowess in the final third that Kieran Trippier offers because you know he's done it for years. He's just come back off again, like Saul, another uh, title-winning team in Atletico Madrid. Yeah, his family are reported United fans. He's from Berra. Is he going to want to come in? and play second fiddle again going into the latter stages of his career. But well, like I said before, my argument's going to sound backhanded because I'd promote Ethan Laird. He's had a fantastic season at MK Dons playing under former Norwich Go manager on. Russell Martin, <laughs> might I add. A little bit of knowledge for all you lot there. But um, he's been brilliant on the right-hand side. He's been playing in right wing at times, playing at right mid, right wing back. He's played everywhere on the right-hand side. Yes, his injury record, again, it's a bit dodgy. And he has, it poses the same difficulty as, is he fully kitted to give the attacking prowess that a Kieran Trippier could do on that right-hand side? But I think the problem with Wan, uh, the problem with Aaron Wan-Bissaka, if I can get my words yeah. out, because I know I love to say that, apparently I'm copying Jay, but... I don't know what you mean. I never say that. I speak perfectly, perfectly <laughs> every English. time, so I've never had to say, if I get my words out. <laughs> Go on. I just think that... <laughs> I just think that... Aaron Wambasaka hasn't had the challenge that Luke Shaw's had, knowing that he might have been bricking himself and Alex Tellers came in, you know, it's a very similar signing Trippier to Tellers, though, isn't it? It's yeah. another set piece option as well. Exactly. Yeah, and that's why I think if Trippier came in, it would do nothing but good for Aaron Wambasaka. He'd have that first final that the, the first initial challenge in his Manchester United career where there's someone genuinely behind me here who's like keeping me on my toes. If I screw up or if I let a man go at, at the Far post or something, I'm out. I'm out for the next game. So I think that attacking sort of challenge for him, despite it being at fullback, could be really good for Wambasaka. It's just who comes in to challenge him, and hopefully he can teach Wambasaka how to get past the halfway line and how to attack. That's oh, the, I'll tell you what, is he on your list? I'll tell you what, <laughs> add on Wambasaka to your list with G. Sun Parker players that you hate for no reason. <laughs> Love that. Um, <laughs> I'm only joking before you all start criticising it. Um, given the choice, Alex, would you rather see Max Aarons come in? Would you rather see Ethan Laird be given a chance? Or do you think it should be Kieran Trippier or Bust? Kieran Trippier or Bust. Go for him. Ethan, Ethan or Ethan Laird. Yeah. yeah, I'm happy. I, I don't think right-back's a necessity. So us. you wouldn't go for Max Aarons then? No, because I'm basically, not would you Would you then, in that scenario, if we don't get Kieran Trippier, would you keep... Ethan Laird at the club, would you let him go out on loan again? As, um, as George rightly said, Ethan Laird's had a fantastic season at MK Dons. The problem with Ethan Laird, for me, has never been his ability. 
he's a fantastic footballer. The problem is a bit, he's had these injuries. He's had these injuries yeah. at a young age. If you get an injury when you're 24, 25, it's different. You get an injury when you're 16, 17, there's a genuine concern as to whether you're going to be able to make yeah. it as a professional footballer. Now, what impressed me at MK Dons wasn't just his performances. It was the consistency of the fact he was playing week in, week out because I've always, I've, I've always loved yeah, Ethan Laird. He's a great player to watch. We've seen him a couple of times. Um, and there was that thing, you know, him and Brandon Williams used to be amazing together, didn't they? Swapping sides yeah. and all that sort of jazz. Brandon got his chance in the first team, stepped up. Ethan Laird, gone out on loan, has done well. Do you, do you think that we keep him at the club or do you think that maybe... Is a third or fourth option, what we call it. Brandon Williams is is the backup right back because he can play yeah, on the right. He's right foot. I was going to say either one of the two. I'd, I'd like nicely Ethan Laird get a loan spell in the Premier League somewhere, like Brentford or something. Come up, come up, nice attacking team. See how he does. Uh, or is it for me? It's either Williams or Laird goes out on loan, and then one and then the other one stays back up and see how they get on. And if Laird can, if Laird can show up and. Show his attacking flair on that right, and uh, in Premier League level, then that's real competition for Wan-Bissaka for me. Um, I'd, I'd I'd say if we get a right back in, I'd let Brandon Williams go on loan because I know Southampton are they're very interested yeah. in him, aren't they? Back up to Ryan Burchard if he goes or not. They've been looking at him for ages, but I think if Brandon Williams gets a full sort of thirty-game season in him under his belt in the Premier League, consistently not not wondering whether he's going to get in at left back or right back, he gets a full season in his preferred position. I think he comes back and then it's. You've got a three-way tie at left back, which isn't a bad. It's not a bad thing to have having options. You know what I mean? But I'd I'd let I'd let Brandon Williams go out alone, definitely. Yeah, well, it's 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 uh, it's one of them. Brandon Williams been in, in and around the squad all year. He loves he's loving it. He's not complaining anything. Laird's obviously been out on loan. He's been injured. It'd be nice for Brandon to go out on loan maybe and get Laird around the squad and get, get used to the squad and then and train with the, the squad and see how he gets on. See how he gets on. I like it. So there, we've covered that. We've established that. Alex doesn't like G Sun Park. It was a bit harsh, that's amazing. You know what I mean? United legend, but each to their own. Um, where, where can people find you, Jordan? Where can people find you? JD Simpson 98 on Twitter, as always. Alex, where can people find you, mate? Uh, Alex Johnson 3601 on Twitter. 01 on Twitter. 01. 01. Make sure, make sure you're checking these guys out on Twitter. They are going to be on more videos. It's always good to chat to the younger generation. Um, you know where to find me as well. We will have more videos coming up. We've got the Euros. We're going to be doing stuff around the Euros. We're going to keep you covered over transfers as well. So you can have the likes of Housen, McCola, Joe, myself, Baggers, everyone, these guys as well, doing the transfers live. So make sure you are subscribing to the channel. Don't forget as well to give us a like and a share. I've been Jay Moy. That's been Jordan Simpson. That's been Alex Johnson. This has been United's Likely Transfers. Thanks for watching. Podcast Network. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.